0: Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Mark introduces you to some of the world's leading creative talent from publishing, film, music, restaurants, medical research, and more. You'll discover how to tap into your most original thinking, how to organize your ideas, and most of all, how to make the connections and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking Your World of Creativity.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. We've been from Vietnam to New Zealand to the Ukraine, over to New York and L.A., and today our travels take us to South Carolina. It's been a long time coming here, where we're talking with singer-songwriter Serban Campbell. Sirvon, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, thanks for having me,
1: finally. Finally, we've been working on this yeah. one for a while. Well, you've been busy too, working on a lot of great music. Sirvon is an artist known for what has been called a soulful sound and venting lyrics. I love that, Sirvon. It's got the best of two things I love in music. What's your approach to creating your music, a new idea, a new song?
2: Well, I just start with writing, really. Writing is the majority of the process. Once I have like, I'm, I'll start with, like, maybe a line or two lines, or sometimes there's a word that I want, you know, somewhere in my discography, just, and I'll just start with it, and then little by little, I'll put the lines together, put the words together, and I'll come up with a little bit wrote down, and then once like i have like a song like this is my verse this is my hook then when i'm ready to record i'll find you know all the music and just find a bunch of instruments and throw stuff together that's the process i'm in now i'm already about to try to get back to the studio
1: love that well listeners we've got a surprise for you we're gonna point you to some great music of course on servan's new album it'd be like that sometimes but also a single that you wrote, created, and performed with John Oates called D&D. Tell me about that creative process.
2: I had D&D done, well not done, I had it and I originally was working on it with this group, Matt and Kim, and I love them. I've loved them since I was in like the sixth grade and being able to meet with them and talk with them. They sent some songs to me, I sent some songs to them. And then like out of the blue, I was on Instagram and said, John Oates liked a couple of your pictures, and then I liked a few back, and then he commented on some posts, said he really liked my music, and this whole time, I'm thinking, this is a fan page, so I'm not paying it no attention. I'm right. like, this
1: can't oh, be the John Oates.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, he has better things to do to be on my page right now. So, then he was commenting on a few more things, like, um, just the songs, the samples and snippets I had on there, and then he said, hey, I really like this, and I went to Google And Google took me to that Instagram page. I'm thinking, this might be the real one. So I said, if you like it so much, do you need to make a song with me? And he DM'd me his email and all that stuff. And I sent him that one. And I'm surprised he sent anything back. So that's really just how it all happened.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a great sound. And it's unmistakable that John Oates' fingerprint is on the song, isn't it? There's a certain feel and a sound that he brought.
2: Everything you know.
3: Another night, I'm up and I'm sleep deprived, WebMD says I'm about to die, and I'm just here waiting, I fall but pretend to fly, I learn to accept the highs, it makes for softer blows from the lows, my mama says speak light so I say, I'm not depressed, I won't ever have these thoughts again i'm better alone the dog won't be home i know that i'll be okay i know that i'll be okay the night, I get these and I...
1: what did he bring to the party because it's a great song to begin with i did hear the original that he probably oh. heard
2: yeah <laughs> he gave it a lot more like organic feel because originally i made a lot of the beat was somebody else. I found the beat from somebody and I added a lot more to it. But me and the guy that originally did it, everything we did was just on, like, you know, computers and, you know, beat boards and stuff. So we had a similar sound, but it was more robotic and it wasn't as real as John made it. So then John gave, he gave a little verse and I spread it out throughout the song and put them in the background with, you know, the ooze and all kinds of stuff. And that gave it a lot more life. Originally, I had a sample in it. We took the sample out and it, it became me and him singing in the back. He just, he, he added a lot more realness to it. Him and this guy, David Kalmusky, they they jumped in and they just, you know, they brought all real instruments. Really just made it like a feeling, like you can feel the song a lot more with them too on it.
1: And how has that collaboration maybe impacted or affected or rippled into some of your other newer music?
2: It makes me not really want to do a lot of like, you know, the beats and stuff like that. All the music I've made since then has had like you know like real instruments like that's my thing now ever since he introduced me to it originally have a couple like you know I would find a guitarist and little stuff like that but now I want like at least like 80% instrument like I want to be able to fully perform these with a band and stuff he just gave me a lot more perspective and a lot of thought about like like my image and who I am as an artist and stuff like that he's a really down-to-earth person so He changed my whole perspective on music.
1: Give me an example of one of those songs that we could highlight that has been impacted with that more real instrumental sound.
2: Okay, so on the album, um, there's a few of them on there. There's a song, Broken People. And Broken People, you can kind of hear it in the song. I took all the fakeness out of it originally, and I came in at the end, I was like, I'm going to add more instruments. And a song I made after I met him, Broken People was before, and I just shifted it a little bit after meeting him, but A song after him was a song called um, Still Growing Up. And Still Growing Up, it is like pretty much all instrument. Like I added, I I found so many great people and I rented a bunch of instruments and just kind of just played around with it. I wanted a song that was 100% mine. So I did like pretty much all the production on it. Yeah, I got that from him. He made me wanna fully be in control of what the sound that I was getting and I had.
1: surround a lot of uh, young artists aren't so open to that kind of feedback and collaboration you know a lot of uh, singer songwriters I've talked to are more hey I'm I'm searching for people who make the song that I want to make it sounds Mm -hmm. like you were open enough to say it's my song but now I've got some other ideas on how to make it talk to me about that
2: I think a lot of artists are really big into being okay with being in a box and I feel like that sounds like really cliche or you know I don't know just really weird but like originally they were look. I was looked at as I'm a rapper so I have to stay in this little box so you know I'm rapping all the time and if I want singing I'll get like a girl on it and then she'll sing and then I just rap but the majority of the music I listen to is more you know like I listen to a ton of folk music a lot of like like 80s 70s rock music so I really wanted that So I have to kind of, you know, be able to travel outside of my confines of like, you know, the regular old rap stuff that I'm giving now. So me and John was like really big, like, hey, I can be more than this because we had D&D. It's like my part in it is pretty much how it was before, you know, he touched it. But coming from that, it was like, you know, I can be different on beats. Even if I am going to rap, I can rap over, you know, a ukulele or something. Like it's so much out there away from just like a little keypad with little beat sounds that everybody else has. And I feel like that's what the problem in a lot of today's music has been. Everybody's trapped in the same little cycle. They get the same little sounds and they play around with it, but it's not a lot of life in it. So I wanted to, and that was a lot of what I wanted to do with the album to be like that. Sometimes I wanted to add, everything that I was listening to, into it. So I listened to a lot of Lumineers, a lot of Go West, and just like everything. A lot of a lot of Leonard Skinner, just everything. And I wanted to put as much into it that I could of everything I was listening to, because a lot of people, they'll listen to Taylor Swift and then listen to Green Bay and then listen to Tupac. Uh, they're all over the place too. So I kind of, I I've been that's what, and that's really what I'm pushing now with my music, the newer stuff. Now I'm kind of figured out, okay, I can mix it around. I'm going for it now. It's going to just be weird and go crazy about it.
1: Yeah, really get out of that genre box. Yeah. And I have to tell the listeners, I'm uh, looking at your Zoom picture now, and you're wearing your Led Zeppelin shirt. Uh, you know, Led Zeppelin <laughs> as a blues band, you know, many people may not appreciate, but look at what Robert Plant's done with Alison Krauss.
2: Yeah, um, they they have another album coming out together. I think. Yeah,
1: another that's fantastic.
2: Right yes. Oh, it's already out. You've heard? It? I
1: I know some singles are out I'm not sure if the full okay. album's out, but so, I've heard a couple of singles.
2: Yeah, I've heard. I that was a really big surprising thing too, and I feel like it's so many like you know weird mixtures out there. Yeah, that was a great example. Mm-hmm. Well, Servan, you
1: like you said, getting out of these genres. What what do you account for the appeal? of music, can people be open to hearing the mixes and the influences and uh, those those collaborations that are not straight up, you know, if I like rap, all I'm gonna listen to is rap. Do you think people are ready for this more open, you know, uh, appreciation of the music?
2: I feel like a lot of people are, but it's also, you know, peer pressure. It's a lot of, you know, like, I listen to this, but I'm nervous. People don't, like, listen to, like, like my clique, my set of friends don't listen to this person, so I don't want to openly listen to this person, and I had that a lot in school with what I was listening to, and, you know, I talk to a lot of people now who are like, I love Taylor Swift, but I wanna admit that, mm-hmm. and I am not that person. I will admit I love Taylor Swift to death. Everything she has put out, I have listened to, so once you can get out of those little, you know, crutches then I feel like a lot of people's ear will perk up so I feel like Kendrick Lamar did a really cool thing where he mixed blues and rock and hip-hop in an album and I feel like a lot of people liked it and they always said like hey he, he mixed around he got a little weird he got a little out of the box and I feel like a lot of people a lot of people want like you know like a mall everybody wants like all the stuff they like in one spot. So if you can mix all these genres in one place and it sound okay, I'm sure people will love it. Well, that's a great
1: it analogy. A and I think, it, yeah, well, it, it stimulates your creative thinking, doesn't it? I think about a couple yeah. of guests I've had on the podcast recently. One was an Afro pop artist from uh, Nigeria, and another was uh, EDM, you know, electronic dance music uh, from LA. And, as I was sampling their music on the episode, I thought there may be people who are listening to this, you know, podcast who may not appreciate that music. On mm-hmm. the other hand, they may have never been exposed to it. And so by exposing people to new music, maybe it'll stimulate some new
2: creative thinking. And that's what, that's a thing I, I was really nervous about, it, about some like the album. When I put out It Be Like That Sometimes, it's like, two songs at the end where it really shifts, Where it's one called Risk, that's more like today's, you know, whatever, rap music, where it's like, it's not about nothing, it's just, you know, whatever. And then there's a song, Don't Cry, that I was really pushing, you know, this folk mindset that I had. And I put them right beside each other, and it's just like, it's like eating something sweet and then having a bunch of salt with it. It's It's just a really weird mix. So I was really nervous that people that came to me listening to like D&D, the first song they hear is Risk. And they're like, wait, wait, this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> so that was a big worry. And with the newer stuff, it's a bigger worry because I'm really trying to like exercise that muscle now. So it's, it's a constant fear because, you know, not everybody likes everything. And, you know, some people do. You got to find the ones that do.
1: Yep. Well, we've been talking about the sounds, the, the genres, the beats, the instruments, but let's talk about the lyrics. Where do these venting lyrics, as they've been called, where, did the, where does that come from? What's the message that you're trying to get out in your stories?
2: Well, at first, when I first started out, it was just like overly sad music and I was making, like, I was, like, I would write when, you know, I was going through a hard time in a relationship or when I have problems with, like, mental health and I'm feeling low, I would just write that. And then I was thinking, like, with D&D, it's not everything has to be, you know, sad. And even if it is, if I, like, I, I noticed I was doing a show a few years ago, and I was, like, four or five songs in, and I saw this girl, like, crying. But she was, like, you know, still into the show, but she was crying. And I was thinking, like, if I put out a whole album and I have nothing but sad songs, that's going to keep people in the sad box and say they listen to me all the time. That that's all that they have. So I wanted to, with D&D, I made it with, like, it's words of affirmation where you can, say, you can sing along to D&D and you're speaking positive things over yourself. Like, I'm not depressed. I'm not going to have these thoughts again. And it's like, even if you don't believe it, you can, you know, you can say these things. So I'm trying to say now, like, now in my music, I want to be on the other side of the coin of where I was originally, where originally I'm just, I'm sad all the time. But now I'm at a spot and I feel like I've matured and I'm older now than when I started, of course. So like, I have a more mature look at things where it's like, it be like that sometimes. So yeah, it's sad. But you know, it's good times too. You can write about the good things and even you can turn a sad song into a you know upbeat song where you know you're just not constantly in this depressing box. When I was at my most depressed, I feel like I was just listening to depressing songs all day. So it's just like it's building this little demon in my mind. And it's just, you know, I'm feeding it. I'm not I'm not helping it come out of that. You know, you gotta walk into the sun a little bit more. So with the lyrics, it's everything I have going on in life so still growing up it's me realizing I am I am a child and I need to be an adult now I need to grow up I need to I need to learn how to file my own taxes and stuff like I had to kind of you know hurry it up always comes around out. to the taxes <laughs>
1: yeah. you need to learn to file your own
2: taxes <laughs> yeah that's that's a big thing and I, now I know how to do it so there you like, go.
1: you know I'm getting this little adult thing figured out you're the man now I love that. Well, let's continue this thought of deconstructing and focusing on parts of the music. Maybe you could share some of the lyrics. You know, we've been sampling the songs. We want to hear it and listen to the words. But maybe we could hear you just read and share some of the lyrics with us to give us insight into your writing style.
2: Um, OK, so um, let me say the songs I know for a fact the lyrics. Um, D&D, another night, I'm up and I'm sleep deprived. B says I'm about to die and I'm just here waiting. Um, I had I had like a really weird dream and I'm like, I wake up and I'm like full panic attack mode. And I'm like, I can't go to sleep now. I'm trying to like, you know, figure stuff out. Because this is when I first like, um, I had, I had just left college and I'm like, now I have to kind of figure stuff out. I can go this direction or this direction or this direction. And it was just freaking me out all the time because I always say Saved by the Bell and Netsley Classify. all those shows stopped at college or like halfway to college. Nobody really showed me like what to do as an adult. So I had woke up. I couldn't sleep because I'm trying to plan life. And then I noticed I had a migraine or I had something going on. So I got on Google and I started typing in the symptoms. And if you do that, then,
3: you know. Nothing nothing good happens.
1: I love that. WebMD is not mentioned in a lot of songs. So uh, (laughs) that's nice that you bring that brand name up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I should have messaged them so I can try to get a little promotion out of it. There
1: you go. Maybe it's a positive thing. I think you've said (laughs) you've turned it into something positive.
2: I can do better. Let me look up the lyrics to a song. It's good. I'm really bad. I just had this problem. My wife fakes on me all the time because I don't know the words to a lot of my songs. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I was doing a show, like you can, um, even the show I did with John. You can see I forgot the words. <laughs> I forgot the words mid song. <clears throat> um, can't hundred percent do that one, but I know my main song right now. That's doing anything for me is broken people. And it's me talking to um a girl and we both was like, you know, trying to find God and trying to, um, you know, figure out religion, figure out life. And we both had like depression and all those weird funny things. And the lyrics are, I see your cracks. Am I wrong to find them attractive and find myself in you? My heart has been broken into And I see you had yours ripped too. Broken people have this urge to fix each other and solve everybody's issues. But when you're your own hero, who saves you? When you're your own hero and own villain, who can help you? And I said that as a a lot of things, I feel like that's been bothering me in my life has always been like, just my perception of it. Just like, you know, my own thoughts, me overthinking. And I feel like a lot of kids have that problem. That's why I feel like we have such a really crazy high suicide rate. It's just like, it's so much overthinking. And a lot of times it really isn't that bad. So all the things in my life, I was just like super stressed about. Now I look at or it it's just like, it's not that big of a deal. So I was like my own villain and I would have to work myself through these problems. And I was always that friend helping other people. So I was like, I was the hero and I was the villain. So it's like, I was, just, I was just a whiny kid. Like, I need help too. So who's going to help me? And, you know, talking to somebody who had the sim- similar thoughts, it, you know, it really was, it was good. So like, we were broken people, which now this sounds crazy, like, oh, we're broken people. It sounds like those old Gothic emo kids, like, oh, I love, like Twilight, like a Twilight thing. But yeah, that's broken people.
1: No, but it is from the heart. <clears throat> and you mentioned this sort of more mature outlook on life. I mean, from the lyrics all the way to now what you're saying, collaborating, uh, bringing in more instruments, trying to make your songs more you and real. Uh, is that a direction you want to continue to mature in and grow into?
2: Um. Yes, 100%. I feel like I've, my whole career and a lot of other people's career has always been just on the steps of me looking at my audience, looking back, trying to say, like, hey, well, they've been liking this. I need to keep on doing this. And I just want to be liked and I wanted, you know, to blow up and have all these fame, like all this fame and followers and stuff. So now I'm at a point where it's kind of like like I care about the people that listen to it, but I also don't mind if this is you know the end of the road like it it could be so if it is you know like i gotta you know try to enjoy it have more fun with it and kind of exercise what i can and can't do because if not then you know like i was putting out songs i'm not i'm not happy about and you just come away with a lot of stuff that you know you just you're just there with and as an artist And even like, you know, like you having your own podcast, I'm sure you you have this problem too, where you're the main person, like you hear it more than anybody else will. Right. So when you're editing or whatever you're doing, like me, I get so sick of my songs because when I first, like when I first write it, I have to go over it a hundred times to make sure it fits the music. When I first record it, I got to go over it a hundred times to edit every little detail of it. And it's all that. And then if you're performing it, it gets so old. So like I wanna, you know, put stuff in songs now where I can have fun with it and you know it makes me feel good. So I wanna keep it, I wanna keep it going in that and I wanna develop more of a talent to play instruments because I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of instruments rented for this new project, and I really wanna maximize the sound of it. I'm going full full orchestra if i can
1: i love that well i can't wait to hear some of it keep us posted on how it's developing well Guess servon so. campbell has been our guest servon how do we uh, connect with you follow your work and uh, keep keep our eyes and ears out for new music
2: on everything i am servon campbell c-e-r-v-o-n campbell like the suit. and on instagram i am sex monkey limo driver if I could change it, I promise you I would. But, yeah. but <laughs> you already have fifty
1: thousand followers, so uh, don't give it up too fast.
2: I, you know, I have tried for years to change it. Instagram won't let me change it. Is that I'm right? Stuck with it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's you. It's, a, yeah, it's authentic. That's me. <laughs> I love that. Well, Sirvan, all the best to you. Love the music. Love the message. Love the story. And wish you all the best in the future creative endeavors too.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm and glad. Keep, I'm re-
1: on. keep reaching out for those big names.
2: because yes, They're sir. all going to want to come on base.
1: now. Then you can go on tour with them or vice versa.
2: Yep. That's the next big, that's the next big shooter film. I'm going to try to tour it. That'll be exciting. Well, let us know when you're coming through town. Yes, sir. (laughs) All
1: right. We've been talking to Sirvon Campbell about his work as artist, music, but we'll also continue our worldwide travels to talk to practitioners everywhere about their creative process, how they get inspired, how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to get their work out into the world. And we've heard some great stories about collaborations from Sirvon today. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson, and we're Unlocking Your World of Creativity see you next time
0: unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator mark stinson this program was produced by bsb media creators of Intellikey leadership stories unlocking your world of creativity and the peace room we've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer. Our podcast is supported by Adobe and the Adobe Creative Cloud, the world's best creative app and services, so you can make almost anything you can imagine wherever you're inspired. We use Adobe to help make this podcast using Audition, Premiere Rush, InDesign, and more. So join the creative community with the Adobe Creative Cloud and let's make something better, unlocking your world of creativity. If you like our podcast, here's another show you might like. Turmeric and Tequila with Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Authentic. Aware. Influential and grateful. Look for and follow Turmeric and Tequila.